Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and my old mate, Robbie Earl, again here. Now, it's been a little bit of time, Rob, hasn't it? We had some technical mm-hmm. issues with the studio uh, about a week or so ago, so we haven't done a podcast for a little while, but we're ready to, to catch back up again, and it's been an international break. Uh, we've just watched the England game against Italy where they drew 1-1. We're certainly going to talk Jose Mourinho and Manchester United a little later. Mark Hughes, his appointment at Southampton, we'll touch on mm-hmm. it as well, and we'll preview Chelsea versus Spurs uh, on NBCSN on Sunday. Sunday, 11 o'clock Eastern time. But let's start yeah. with a little bit of international football, Rob. We don't, mm. we don't get to talk this very often. No. But, of course, we, you know, we're off from our Premier League duties mm. in the studio. But, we, of course, we're watching the football. Um, and, you know, with so many Premier League players in the England side and, you know, kind of the England thing for us, mm. we always have to watch those games. England won, Italy won. Yeah. Um, do you want to start with the football or the, or the, the penalty decision? I mean, that, that was the big moment, wasn't it? Should we, should we just get... Your Let's opinion. get to VAR. I mean, on, we, we've yeah. been talking about it all season. It, uh, it plays its part in, in the draw for England. Clear and obvious error, I think, mm. is the reason when, when it's supposed to be implicated into games. Yep. I actually thought it was a clear and obvious error. I don't think the referee saw the foot of Tarkovsky on the forward uh, who, who goes down uh, in, the, in the penalty box. For me, it's a foul. Yes, it was maybe accidental. Maybe he didn't didn't mean to do it, but it's a foul in the penalty box. A foul in the penalty box means a penalty kick. I thought the referee was right to go and look at it. He saw it, obviously, on the screen, point to the spot. I know Gareth Southgate after the game was a little bit mm. disappointed, I think, that his clean sheet record, I think that would have been six clean sheets for England mm. on the bounce. But I think even he knew it was the right decision. Well, that's interesting, my friend. That's interesting. And, you know, we haven't spoke before this uh, no. this, this recording. Um, I didn't. I, I, I thought it was an awful uh, overturn. You know, the this this system is used for, mm. a, for an obvious error, to, to, yeah. to correct an obvious mistake mm-hmm. by the officials. Yeah. And when you looked at it again two or three times, you saw the foot go on to the... the, the uh, player's foot yeah. um, that, that for me it wasn't an obvious error and actually by the way I'm looking at Tarkovsky running there and the player looks like he's lost the ball he's on his way down he puts his foot right in the path of Tarkovsky's foot which he does he catches him on that I get that that's just mm. not a foul for me Rob it's no. just not a foul for me I mean it, you, I think you, if it's on this, the halfway line it's a foul I, I, I don't I don't, well, I don't think the, well, the player wouldn't go down the halfway line sticking his leg out to try and get the contact I, I'm t- I promise you that if we if we if we had video of of, of lots of incidents mm. in the penalty box, players, I mean, the, the, it is a contact sport. Players' feet that. are sometimes going to going to going to step uh, on others. I mean, I just didn't. I, I didn't think it was. I know where you're talking about the leg is thrown out. I didn't think the leg was thrown out in a way that Tarkovsky, like, go on, stand on me. Well, what, I think so, it, was a, it was a forward who was, who was in the box. He was kind of losing his balance, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. But Tarkovsky's then job is to make sure that he doesn't... If he's going down in his he's losing running. possession, why, why, why are you not almost holding your body back and saying Limit. he's on his way down anyway? He was running. He was ru- I, I, I mm-hmm. watched him. The three or four he plays, yeah. Tarkovsky's just running side by side. He's running. He's not, he's not attempting to challenge the ball he's not making any contact all of a sudden the guy's foot is right and I mean it's incredibly difficult to avoid that Rob you know in terms of uh, you know even okay so if 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 you say that and there's a lot of people on Twitter there's kind of you know it's mixed their their, uh, their opinion on this if that he stood on his foot a little bit I grant that um 
I still don't think that is an obvious error from the referee's initial judgment of a non-call well, <coughs> play on. It was not an obvious error, Rob. So th- well, th- this means we're going to look at all then, these. The point being, Rob, if it's not an obvious error, the referee has either seen it and didn't think it was a foul or didn't see it. That's the reason to go to VAR. So we can only assume that he didn't see it. He now, with, with, without any pressure, without him to make an instant decision, watches it on TV, sees what was, whatever happened, whether you think it's a foul or the foot on or not, and then having seen it, decides it, that's worthy of a penalty kick. So that's why, I'm, 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 for me, I, I went down the road. Way, as soon as I saw the foot on, on, on the attacker's foot and the referee had a clear view at, view at it. Now, if he sees it and decides it's not a penalty kick, does, he doesn't even have to go to VAR. He can say, I've seen it, it's not clear enough. Yeah, yeah. But I think that the VAR people, Rob, they're looking at it, aren't they? Yeah. So, so I don't think. I think how it works is they look at it quickly and they're like, and then they've got to make a you quick need call. To come and have, okay. Have, have a yeah. look at this one. So, so I would have thought those guys up there would say, "Oh, actually, well, there's a little bit of content there, but that's not an obvious area." On you go, ref. On you go. That's so what that I would think. Yeah, but that didn't happen, did it? So well, they, they, so they, 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 they thought that was an the obvious error. Yeah, but between the referees and then the referee going to look at it again and and saying that it's an obvious error, it, it, it's kind of. He's seen it. Maybe he wasn't sure, or he didn't see. It, even though you, because it's a difficult thing to see as they were running. He sees it again. He points to the penalty spot. But the, but Gareth Southgate said it afterwards, Rob. I mean, mm. we we know why these VAR this VAR yeah, has been the is, is put in there the for, for the obvious yeah. for the obvious mistake that the referees had a bit of a nightmare for mm-hmm. whatever reason. He hasn't he hasn't been in a good angle. He's missed it. I missed an obvious foul. That for me is not an obvious foul. And it wasn't an obvious error. And the guys in the booth, I'm, I'm disappointed that they say, you know what, I'm looking at the three or four times, yeah, I think his foot just clips him a little bit. Um, but it's not an obvious error to the no call. Nobody was complaining. The Italians wanted a corner kick. They weren't, they were, I mean, they appeal for penalties if they feel they should get yeah, it. So nobody's but, but appealed. But they didn't. It. They probably didn't know that the contact was made. But well, the, listen, let, 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 we, we all yeah. agree to disagree. Yeah, I just, but let's I, move this thing on because this, yeah. It hurt England's record today. It was a 1-1 draw and a decently competitive game. But in a couple of months' time, Rob, this is going to be the big deal. This is going to be the big show when if VR, VR is part of the story. Are we going to be in a situation where we're going to be saying things that have not been done right in, in that yeah. situation? Yeah, that's I, when it matters. I, I, I'm so... Um, I'm sat here watching the game with my son and, and I'm saying I, I just can't... It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna. I fear for me, it could ruin the World Cup VAR. I really feel strongly, Rob, that it's not ready for it. You've got all these different uh, nationalities, officials that mm. come together and try and different get on the same page. You know, and, and and yes, there might be situations where you know the hand of God goal, or of mm. course, big things. That, that's going to be great for that. But the the situations like this. Uh, and there's still subjective calls that you, we can argue. We can argue with the re- you know before yeah. this, this, the the video, after it. Now people are still arguing. So what's the point? I mean, is all the is all the the aggravation, the time, the waiting worth? You know, the, the, the big call that was a great well, I'm piece of VAR. That it, it's about you know the, the bottom line is about getting things right. Does it get things right? It still seems. Well, it's not about so getting things to... right, Rob. It's not about getting things right. It's about stopping the obvious errors. That's what it's for. 
that that for me today but, but, but wasn't making an decisions, obvious error. But make, yeah, but not but re-refereeing making, with the help of a video camera because we could re-referee all day long. Of course, but we've got to get. We want to make. We want to have more right decisions in the game. Less errors to, and less, less errors, big yeah, errors, whichever yeah. way you want you want to play. And and that's really what it what it's designed for. If we're getting that, then I think it, it, it it's something that helps the game. And maybe the, the, we've got to find a way through these teething problems. But if it's not going to help that, if if it's still wasn't a penalty, was a penalty. If, if we're still not cleaning yeah. things up yeah. in the manner that I it's know. doing, then it, it's, not be maybe, it's, Rob. May, it's maybe not doing, doing what it's we, out uh, to do. I mean, for the most part, we, we kind of see the game in a similar mm. way. And yet on this one, yeah. we're absolutely opposite in our yeah, opinions. Totally so that, opposite, so yeah. that's not right because that's not an obvious error, a clear mm. and obvious mistake. Now, I think we've been around and, and talking about it, playing it for enough years to know what an obvious error looks like. Mm-hmm. And we disagree on this one. So, yeah. Listen, maybe it was a bad example today. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Maybe, no, I'm maybe, wrong. maybe the officials are right. Maybe it's that grey area of clear and obvious. What is clear and obvious? Yeah. What, what does that yes. define? Because maybe exactly. we could define that. We might exactly. be maybe talking from the same. Let's talk. Okay, yeah. that was interesting. Let's talk a little yeah. bit about players because there's yeah. been the two games, uh, two teams not making it to, to World Cup, two mm. teams historyed with, with great players, not quite either of them at that level now. The Dutch, who did beat Portugal uh, yesterday, but weren't great against England. The Italians, I thought, got better as the game went on. Talk to me about Cal Walker as a centre-back, mm, Robin Musto. Interesting, interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> it is, and um, I like it. I mean, I... Mm. I I initially thought when you kind of planned out your World Cup team for England, you had him on the right-hand side and you had mm. um, Danny Rose on the left-hand side as wing-backs. Yeah. But yeah. the more you kind of f- see the blend and balance of central defenders, mm. that pace is just oh. useful. It's yeah. just useful defensively, yeah. Rob. A couple of times in the game uh, today against Italy, he just yeah. sprints back and, and wins Gets the ball. The and it's and not yeah. as though when he's playing wing-back, Rob, that he's a, that he does produce a lot of assists, that he does dribble past wingers and great put mm. great crosses. He doesn't really. No, he has got that pace. Um, Trippier's probably better delivery from that right-hand side. So I, I, I actually, you know, I saw it today mm. and I think, well, well, that's a, well, that's yeah. a, did he? Yeah, I didn't see yeah. so much of that game. Um, but he, I thought Walker, wow, that's, that's great pace to have yeah. back there. Yeah. The other two I want to talk about, Jesse mm. Lingard, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, don't think they've done themselves any harm over the two games as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the system um, with the five, with the three yeah. in midfield and a, yeah. a little inverted triangle there mm-hmm. and two up front, um, I, I don't mind it, Rob. The only thing, and I think we saw it today, is that, and I've played in that system a lot, and I, and I, I know what, where the weakness is, um, it's the fullback areas for the opponents. Yeah. So, so because yeah. you've got two strikers and you've got three in midfield centrally, mm-hmm. and you, you know, I've done the right, I've done the, the right position areas, of that three, yeah. and you're running out there all the time. Mm-hmm. And when you close down in the middle, Rob, there's always an easy out ball. Oh, yeah. there's the fullback again. Play, yeah. He's there, or the push. It's like, oh, so that's the only thing. Other than that, is strong through the middle. I like Oxlade mm-hmm. and Lingard in terms yeah. of running forward, counter-attacking, strong on tra- in transition. We're not a silky team, Rob, are we? No. We're not a silky possession team. Long- and might be. give you a bit of yeah, that if he, if he, if he comes on you know, as a sub or, or starts a certain game. But Talking in midfield, um, <clears throat> Henderson didn't play today, he had a rest. Uh, Eric Dyer did came and come in and did a decent job. I want to talk a little bit about Deli Ali, Rob, who would have been mm. behind Harry Kane, maybe second name on, on the score sheet. Yeah. He goes to the World Cup, doesn't he? 
It goes to the World Cup, Rob. Yeah, but we, we, we've been talking about this. Mm. No, it doesn't start. It doesn't start. We, we've been talking about Delhi for, yeah. for months. Yeah, a few and months he hasn't, now. he hasn't been himself. And he, he looks a bit of a chip on his shoulder as if he's, I don't know, believing the hype a little bit. And of course, he's a brilliant young player. And, and mm. this is really disappointing because at the top of his game, he should be in that midfield. He, oh, he, sure. he, he should be either of them, Oxlade yeah. or Lingard. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, you know, Again, um, I didn't see all the the Netherlands game, but I heard he was mm. he was pretty poor when he came on yeah, substitute great, in that game. Yeah. Um, so I mean, do you in that midfield shape of would you have Dyer or Henderson in the holding bit? I'd probably go Dyer. God, would you? I, I think I'd prefer Henderson. Dyer. Henderson's a little bit more of a player, and he a Dyer, little bit more. I think Dyer's slightly more defensive. Yeah, I know he, he might, is. May help me help you out a little right. bit more in the, right. with, with that defensive sort of balance. I just worry with Ox and, and Jesse or that those yeah. two in front. You. Is there enough of? Is there enough when they haven't got the ball? Mm. Mm. But, but I'll tell you, I, I, listen, I, it, it's, it's a close one. Yeah, it, it is a close one, and that. that you know who knows what's going on, and um, Henderson's uh, injuries as well might come into it. What yeah. I did think, just in terms of summarising this team, Rob, is that mm-hmm. we're quick, aren't we? It's quick. Yeah, it's a quick pace. team. Yeah, lots it, of transitions. Wherever, wherever, you, yeah. wherever you look, mm. well, you know, with Vardy, with Sterling, yeah. Rashford to come back Ox, in, Oxlade yeah. Chamberlain, Lingard, mm. uh, that's pace. Wide areas, yeah. And it, a lot of these teams, of course, will mm. enjoy possession against England, but I'm not sure they're going to enjoy. Pace breaks down a lot of things. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's going to be a little bit of. Well, I say fear. That's a little bit strong, but there'll there'll mm. be a bit of concern about England's pace coming from midfield and the goal scoring that we've seen certainly from uh, from Jesse Lingard for United this season, yeah. Delhi Alley in the past, Oxlade for Liverpool now looks like he's mm. he's producing a little Got bit. So I think that's done, the yeah. biggest asset of this team is going to be Kane and the pace around him. Mm. Um, just one player that I want to bring up, Rob, and ask you about. And maybe, maybe he, he improved afterwards. John, uh, John yeah. Stones. John, John Stones. Stones. Mm. Defensively, Rob. He, he, mm. Well, we've, had, we've flipped... had this before. We, he's another one who's been on a radar. And I've been yeah. saying, well, can he be England's start centre-back if he's not making the Man City teams? If he, you know, mm. We talked a l- so much about Pep and his development of players and young players. John Stones is much better than the player that left Everton. In all honesty, Rob, isn't an awful lot better than the player who left Everton? I mean, I think in terms of a, a team shape and a manager to make him look good, this is it for City because they have the ball yeah, so much. Yeah. They dominate. He doesn't really do that much individual out now defending. defending. No, I, I think he's a, a brilliant footballer. Brilliant. I think a, a maybe cons- too good, Rob. Maybe too good a yeah, footballer, and maybe, he takes a yeah. risk. Yeah, yeah, I think so because he gets a little bit overconfident. Mm. But but what worries me more is his is his defensive instincts mm. you know the ball that was flipped over the top early yeah, on yeah, that he yeah. tries to play offside Correct. I mean, yeah, ha, yeah. You, a first time ball you're going to try and time that to try and yeah. so you know other situations where he lunges in a little bit um, so it, it, that continues to concern me but we ain't got yeah. a lot of choices a quick shout out to James Tarkovsky I thought he did really yeah. well he's Maguire. my boy you remember I shouted him out early Good lad. yeah you shouted him out early also Nick One. Pope I want to give you a Nick shout Pope. out for Nick Pope last, last podcast go, but sir. you couldn't do it well you played go. Robbie from, from like game Let number three or something you said this yeah, kid could so play for England got a chance this guy for England let me just on that note before we wrap yeah. up and, and get to um, more domestic matters Joe Hart Jordan Pickford starts the first game, does well, good with his feet. Um, Jack Butland comes in today, does reasonably well, good with his feet. Nick Pope, part of the squad, 
Joe Hart, does he go to the World no. Cup? Does he need to go to the World Cup? Or are we seeing the end of Joe Hart as England's number one? Well, the, 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 you're only taking him, Rob, for, in my opinion... Experience? Experience, yeah, and to help the goalkeepers. They're mm. very inexperienced. And that, that if, he, if he is in the mindset... Um, of in, 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 you know we don't know him that well like if mm. he's a really good pro yeah. and he's accepting the situation and he wants yeah. to be there and wants to help I ain't got a problem with him being would the you third, take you take three. him on that on that yes, basis I would yeah if he's not and I think I think he is that guy but you know what if it was me Rob I think give Nick Pope the experience of going to a World Cup he might not play a minute. He might not be ready yet. But what he will gain from being in that situation mm. around those teams, and I, and I get that maybe you might need heart, you might need experience, yeah. he might be able to put an arm around somebody if they have a bad time. I get that. But there's nothing like being there, Rob. There's nothing like having that experience and then knowing you've been to one competition, now you're ready to be the man in the next one or be at least challenging for it. Mm -hmm. But listen, again, you can make an argument for both. But I I just like the idea when you get a chance and you can get somebody to a World Cup and be part of that whole bonding and that whole team thing, uh, you you don't hang it up if you can. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay, mate, let's move on to, to Premier League matters and mm. Manchester United. Um, and, of course, we ask our listeners to rate and review the show. Um, tell us what you like and what you don't like. But also in the review, we want to hear um, what teams people support and why they support them. We've got a really good one on Manchester United today from Toby Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that's his little handle there. And he's, he says here, got to say, this is one of the few podcasts that I feel isn't biased. Got to say, I'm a Manchester United fan. Fell in love with United watching Andy Cole and Dwight York's partnership in the 90s. That was a brilliant partnership, by the way. And I've been passionate ever since. Please take it easy on Mourinho. Mm-hmm. Not my first choice when hired, but he's taken the club back to the Fergie days. And I think is an 8 out of 10 at the moment. I think the attacking play will come, but it definitely won't be a Klopp style more of a Juventus kind of star. So I, I kind of get that. I think that's a really good uh, kind of summary of Mourinho yeah. at the moment. Now, we want to talk about Jose Mourinho. And, of course, this this 12-minute rant grabbed all the headlines just over a week ago. Let's just hear, Rob, a little bit from that, uh, from that rant. There is something that I, I used to call football heritage. So in seven years, with four different managers, once not qualify for Europe, twice out in the group phase, and the best was a quarterfinal. This is football heritage. Those stats are real. They are real. They are real. Do you want other real? No, no, no. I'll give you a, a couple more real. In the last seven years, the worst position of Manchester City in the Premier League was fourth. In the last seven years, Manchester City was champion twice, and if you want to say three times, because they will be in one more week, two, three or four. And they were second twice. That's heritage. I mean, mostly this guy's special, even when his teams ain't winning. I mean, uh, he's brilliant. He's just, uh, he's brilliant football yes. heritage is now part of football folklore. Football <laughs> heritage. Uh, the, the guy asked him a question and he says, uh, do you want more stats? The guy said, no. He says, I'll give you more stats. Yeah, he was so ready he, for it. Basically, I ain't listening to what you're doing. He came with yeah. 12 minutes of nailed down information, of stats, of all kinds of, of reasons why Manchester United are not winning games, are not winning uh, looking to win titles. They're not going through to Champions League quarter, uh, quarterfinals. And part of it, Rob, there, there was there was plenty in there that was food for thought, that was yeah. well thought out, that was yeah. well presented. 
Yeah. My, my my big worry with the whole thing is, hold on a minute, you're Jose Mourinho, you're the so-called special one, you're paid millions of dollars to, to manage this club. You spent nearly half a billion dollars in players over two seasons. You said in the first game at Old Trafford, when we were there against West Ham United, we are title contenders, we're going yeah. for the title. So in with eight games to go, 30 games played, he's now saying they're not really ready. We've got to spend more mm. money. The mm. football heritage is reminding us of dark days for Manchester United when Porto knocked him out of the Champions League, when Real Madrid locked him out of the Champions League. And it's a club, it's a place where Sir Alex Ferguson has run that club brilliantly mm. and in defeat has never had to tell us what he's won in defeat has never had to tell us about the history of the club and what other people are doing would be focused on himself focused on his team and see how he put things right yeah Ferguson won the title the Premier League title in his last season at Old Trafford with an average uh, team wow, with, with a, it yeah. wasn't a great Man United no, it team, wasn't a great me. team no it wasn't a great team so there's a manager mm. doing a great job mm. with a you know a squad that doesn't look outstanding I think I think I always look back at the start of, of, of both Pep's and Jose's time in Manchester um, yeah. now when they took over and I've said it before the team finished I think it was fourth and fifth on the same points so they took up teams that finished the previous season on the same points. Mm. Now, you could argue that, that, that even though their performance was pretty much identical and two managers came in to try and push them to the championship, which obviously Pep's done it incredibly well and Jose yeah. has, has been behind, but they have the same points. Now, you, you know, he talks about what, was, um, what Mourinho um, had inherited and what Pep had inherited, mm. but Mourinho also inherited some good players. You know, an outstanding goalkeeper. You know, it, it wasn't that... He talked as though that United were awful when he took over and Man City were really, really good. They finished the season on the same point. Mm. So there's, there's, lots of, there's lots of things that, that in that speech that you could, you could get into some detail about. But of mm. course, you won't want to hear any of that. And, yeah. and it is like you said, Rob, and I agree with most of what you said there. He's just basically embarrassed that they lost at home to Sevilla. That he went on to say that uh, the, this great team that are better than United at the moment. Some in of those European players, football, I would have which, half of those players in my team straight away. Yeah, and and the way and the way that the United played in that game was exactly the the result of that was exactly the consequence of Jose Mourinho being manager at that club. No any no ambition to go forward, no confidence to attack. Always defensive. The midfield was a defensive setup. You know, mm. everything was cautious. It looked horrible and awkward. And Sevilla embarrassed Jose Mourinho's Manchester United with football. It's the stuff that he hates playing against the teams that that, that, that do it the way that he, he does not well, he doesn't want to do it that way and probably couldn't do it that way. So he got, you know, this was one of those is like, wow, that's a damaging. I, I remember tweeting, Rob, that that was a damaging result for Jose Mourinho's philosophy of football yeah. when you saw what happened at Old Trafford when they, they were scored a little bit with a good Spanish footballing side. And I think yeah. the embarrassment, the frustration, the stick that he knew was coming his way, he had to have a big defense ready. And to be fair, it was a big defense. And you're right, Rob, this isn't all against Jose Mourinho. It does make some good points in there. Yeah. Uh, but on the whole... Come on, mate. You've spent half a billion dollars. You've got mm. some of the best players on the, on, on the planet that you've signed and you're not getting the best out of them. Come yeah. on. It's, it's, more, it's a little bit more of you, though you'll never admit it. 
that, that that's and then and that starts to come to the point, Rob. And, and I remember the first time, uh, two thousand and four, he came in the league. This this young, aggressive, vibrant, yeah, confident, um, yeah, confident manager. And I saw him around that Chelsea team a lot. I didn't li- live too far from the training ground. Knew a few of the players. Got a sense of what was going on. And he said, "This guy's got this 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 will. It's, he, he, he makes it feel like it's us against the world. This dressing room, they don't like us. We got money. We're this, we're that. And the, and that team would run through a brick wall for him. There was there was there was a bond in that group with, from the Terry's and the Jogpers and the Makaleles and the Lampards and the Essians and all yeah. those guys would run through brick walls. Yeah, they were willing to do it, Rob. Correct. He's now gone, Rob, where it, it's him against the world and it's him against some of his players. It, it's completely turned it." it in, in that, that that period of fifteen years or whatever we're talking about, we've now got and, and, and I'm I'm going to pick out the three players who who interest me. Paul Pogba signed for 116 million dollars, world record signing. Can't get a tune out of him at the moment. Doesn't look like he knows quite how to handle him, get the best from him. Luke Shaw, we've said should be part of the England setup. Outstanding fullback. At, at, at this point. Couldn't be any lower in, in his career. Mm. Can't, probably can't wait to get away from this guy and go and start playing some football. Alexis Sanchez, one of the best players in this league over the past two or three seasons. Statistically, the way he plays with effort and, and was on the bench in the last FA Cup game against Brighton. Not seen as one of the best 11 players that Manchester United have got. Three top-class players who under normal, go back to 204 situation, would have run through a brick wall for Jose Mourinho to win things. Sitting on the bench, bench, disillusioned, talk about all three possibly wanting to go and play somewhere else. Is it his management style? Has the game changed? Are players different? Why can't he get a tune out of his best players like Jurgen Klopp is doing at Liverpool, like Pochettino's <laughs> doing at Spurs, like, like, Pe- uh, like Pep Guardiola's doing at Manchester City? You know, it's fascinating, Rob, because you can kind of agree with him on some of the players that need updating. You know, mm-hmm. Smalling, Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Daily Blint, uh, Marcus Rojo. You know, maybe, by the way, just maybe. I mean, another manager might get more out of them, but maybe they're not, you know, uh, elite level footballers. Yeah. But yeah. you've just described players that are really great players, and he's yeah. still not getting the best out of them. That's the concerning part. Paul Pogba. And just, I guess, before I get into Paul Pogba. You know, maybe players have changed, Rob. Your, your Lampards and your Drogbers and your John Terry's that were great players, but they had great attitudes and were willing mm-hmm. to, to, to listen to this guy and do what he said. I'm not yeah. sure the modern-day superstar footballer is wanting to do that or to be restricted or to be changed or to be hammered in so the So who has to the change media. then, Rob, in that situation, the <laughs> player or the manager? The well, manager. I think the manager does. Poor Pogba doesn't like to be dragged off, humiliated, sat on the bench. It looks to me. It looks to mm. me that he isn't going to be keen to get back on the right side of Mourinho. He isn't going to be sort of led at night staring at the scene and thinking, right, what have I got to do to, to, to improve, to improve my performances yeah. and get mm. back on his right side? Because mm. he looks like he's lost, he's lost him a little bit. Alexis, it's early yet, but, yeah. but Alexis Sanchez, mate, you know that Jose is going to want you to run up and down that line. Mm. He's going to want you to do defensive work, which he isn't used to doing. Uh, and, and Luke Shaw, Barcelona are interested, Rob. It's newspaper talk and it's media reports, but Barcelona are interested That's in this That's the level guy. of quality of player we're talking and about. Of course. And one player that you didn't mention, I'd add to that list, and he's been somewhat successful, is Anthony Martial. 
Yeah. Martial, yeah. before uh, Alexis came, was, was brilliant on the left-hand side, linking with, with Lukaku, getting his goals, looking very, very good. He's another very, very good player. A lot of these players, Rob, in summary, and I'm sure I've said it before, are just not suited to a manager that plays in a defence-first reactive style of football. So what, what, what my opponents do to me, mm. we're going to wait, 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 and then we're going to react to your mistakes. We're going to react to what you do so we can be defensively strong and, and get something on the, on the counter-attack. That when, they, when, they, when they have to be more proactive than that, mm. like Sevilla, uh, like other games at home, yeah. they look a little bit disjointed, off the cuff, and mm. they you can't see a pattern. Well, you can see a pattern with Liverpool. You can yeah. see attacking patterns, of course, mm. with Manchester City. And, and Arsenal, when they were in their, in their pomp yeah, a few years moved, ago, yeah. you can see what they're doing. I can't see what Mourinho does in the attacking sense, but again, that's not what he wants to do. He wants to be defensively strong and react and counter-attack all the time. Let's move this thing forward with, with Jose, yeah. because you know we're talking about weeks gone, a couple of weeks gone past, and, and, and we, we look forward to this weekend. They've got Swansea at home, a game, a game they should win, but Carvalhian and the way Swansea are going, never take anything for granted. I'm thinking, Rob, first of all, let's talk currently about this season. Is top four in FA Cup the success now that, that Jose's at? And, and then uh, the second question I want you to, to talk about is hmm. he gets another half a billion dollars to spend. Let's just say over the next couple of years. He brings in some of the players he wants. He maybe gets rid of some of the other players he wants. And we've talked about some who may be in or out. Let's just say we get to a position where we get to Jose Mourinho's Manchester United. What does that look like? Does that ever look like an attacking, no. entertaining... Or does Jose Mourinho's Manchester United win in a different way yes. that we'll have to appreciate that it's not yeah. the, the, the high-tempo, high-entertaining football? No. We've been used to at Old Trafford, but it's yeah. winning football. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's what he was uh, brought in on, Rob, wasn't it? I think anybody at United would know that this isn't going to be brilliant attacking football, but United want to win again. And I get that. And the fans want to win again, I'm assuming. I know they're used to the great style. I know mm. they prefer great style. But I would assume um, that they want to win again. Now, you said a couple of years. Yeah. So, 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 you, so you think if, if nothing really comes of next season, this continues? Does this go into to season number four? We're spending more money, more money. Is there a situation I, I where it comes who, where... I'm still uh, thinking, but who takes a job? Who, who's out there? Well, there's a, there's a million people that... Would, this is the flipping one of the best jobs in the world. There's, uh, there's loads of coaches you. that I would take you, it. I get you, but, but tell me who goes in there and does what and guarantees you what you want. This well, guy is still, is still big news, Rob. He's still high profile. He still gathers um, media attention. Yeah, of course he does. But United fans want to win. And, and I think they, they, they will accept a not great style of football to win. And they've won the Europa League and they've won the League Cup. Mm. So they've got some mm. winning there. And he's bought yeah. some trophies and, and yeah. kudos and fair play to him. But are they going to stick with this football, Robbie Earl? If they get another you know, £100 million pounds or whatever spent in the summer to get another four players, for example, and they mm. go another season where they don't win a title, and, and, and presumably the football won't be great for the for, for majority of the time, but they'll get some results. Are they going to be happy to sit and wait and give them another January, give them another summer? summer? Mm. You know, surely one more season is what he's going to be given with the money that goes with it to try and win it his way. And after that, Surely it's like, well, you know, thanks, Jose. You know, we got some trophies, um, but we didn't win the title. It's time for, to, to, to look at somebody else. Yeah, well, if that's the case, Rob, I'm posting the Kleenex tissues up there now because that's ending <laughs> in tears. He can't, win it, he can't win it that quickly doing it his way with a changeover. And he can win it doing it his way, but I think it'll take more time and more money than one season. And also Pep, you know, at City. 
I mean, that City team, it's not getting worse, is it? I mean, Liverpool, by the team. way, Rob. Yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool. Tottenham. Yes. I mean, Absolutely. the game looks like it's changing a little bit. Arsenal will have somebody <laughs> else in charge. You know, Arsenal, we trust God bless him, but he won't yeah. be there. Somebody yeah. else will be in charge and they might come again. And all of a sudden, yeah. you know, United yeah. have got to, you know, where are they? Yeah, exactly, exactly. When you consider Liverpool um, and what they're doing and how they're improving, mm-hmm. you know, they, they could be the biggest competitors to City next season. I, it, it's just, you can see a scenario where United are struggling to, to maintain themselves at the top. I mean, mm. I don't know. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, it should never course. happen. A club of that size, Rob, a club of, with, with that resource, the club of mm. that standing. But mm. Jose will do it a, a certain way. And I thought, I thought the 12-minute rant was laying the foundations where people st- a bit like, calm down, yeah. we're not ready yet, and I'm buying myself time on this yeah. one. I yeah. think it was, and, and I think that was the sole purpose of what he does. Yeah. Listen, some big games yeah. coming up for them. They've got to make sure they finish in the top four. They've got to get past Tottenham in an FA Cup semi-final, get to a final, which will possibly be against Chelsea. Uh, and he's got to win that to, to certainly be seen as success. Let's talk about a former Manchester United player, more, more latterly the ex-Stoke manager, Mark Hughes. Since we, we last left, he, he's found himself uh, in, in work at Southampton. Managed to win in the FA Cup to, to take uh, mm. Southampton through to a, a semi-final now. Yeah. At the time, Rob, I'm not sure because we I was on the show. You, I don't think you were working mm. out with Ken. Mm. I saw quite a bit of the stuff that was going on. And do you know, the more I saw, the more I thought, I get this one. You know, mm. it, it looks like he's gone in there. He'll make some good common sense decisions. People like Gabbiadini will play. Like mm. uh, Romeo will play even though he's on mm. nine cards because what's the use of saving him? He mm. talked about Charlie Austin might be ready by the time we're out yeah. of this break. He'll be in around. Just some yeah. straightforward, common sense, easy yeah. kind of things, Rob, what might make a big difference to this club. Yeah, yeah, you're right, mate. I mean, if I'm, if I'm being you know, perfectly honest, it's like, mm. it's not, it's not, a, it's not a, a, a really kind of... It's not a really exciting appointment, yeah. but what it is, you've just said it, it's somebody else making the, the team selections because Pellegrino mm. got so many wrong for such a long period of time that enabled them to drop that far. He, he will pick different players and it is a fresh voice and he was a former player and the fans will probably have some connection with him because of that. And, you know, it, 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 I think Mark Hughes maybe sort of thinks, well, hang on a minute, I got, I got a little opportunity here, a really good club. Mm. To, if I can do well here and get my way from the relegation zone, then this could be a fantastic club for him to grow and continue it, uh, there and, and, and work upwards from there. Again, the squad is a, is a good squad of players yeah. for Hampton. You've just got to pick the right team with the right front players. Play two strikers if you have to get some more goal. I mean, just do something to affect it. Pellegrino wasn't, and you're right. I think Mark Hughes will. So in that regard, I mean, <laughs> at this time in the season, it's not as though there's lots of good candidates out there um, that knows the league. You know, you've got to have somebody that that knows what this is all about, goes straight in. Mark Hughes will certainly do that. So I think, yeah, good appointment. Um, And because of the changes, I think he will get them safe. Guess where they go Saturday, by the way. West Ham United. Oh, blimey. Yeah. In a way, you couldn't pick any wow. any more perfect game. opposition because uh, it was toxic there the last game, Rob. I mean, all scenes that, that were horrendous yeah. going back to in the day. I mean, it's going to be so um, interesting to just see, do the fans get behind the team? Do they stay focused on the football? Do they turn on the owners? I mean, if, if Southampton were to go a goal or two up, it could get very, very ugly at I'm, the London Stadium. Yeah, I mean, in terms of... 
you know when you're away team and I remember this we, I remember going to teams that were struggling badly mm. and the fans I didn't have to enjoy it it doesn't yeah. have to give the away team a boost lift yeah when you know oh if we keep these quiet it almost feels team, like a home game know, doesn't it like you've yeah, you got know. the support rather than yeah, that than the opposition the fans are cheering they're loving it yeah. as well the players you look in their eyes they look nervous mm. they're hiding from the ball uh, it's not easy to play in the atmosphere and as the away no. team they can enjoy it new manager different selection and they jump above West Ham United Rob if, if Southampton win that game yeah. um, that's fantastic uh, incentive as well so that, that'll be a brilliant game to watch like, like they all are now we're into the running now mate aren't we what, eight, seven or eight games left we're into the running and Every the relegation week can right. Rob top and bottom we That's have it. a huge game right. and there's a big right. game at the top of the table uh, yep. this weekend and, and it, it centres around those top four spots Chelsea host Tottenham at Stamford Bridge in a game Rob I'm, I'm almost saying Chelsea lose wave Champions League football goodbye <sighs> eight points gap yeah yeah with seven yeah. to play yeah, yeah, for them. I mean, they, they, and the way that Liverpool are playing, yeah. um, they have got a game in hand or whatever, but uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. At home against Spurs, massive game. I mean, yeah. let alone the mathematics of the league table, the, 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 the dressing room feeling and, and mm. the manager and the football club, if they lose at home to Spurs, it, you're right. You could be, you could be right there. Um, I still believe that this is a top four team. Um, yeah. I had them in my top four all the way through it's the season. a top season. four manager. He's a top four manager. They've got top mm. four players, of course. They're champions. They're current yeah. champions of the Premier League. So you're right. It's a f- magnificent game. Um, and I, I absolutely can't wait for this one. I think, you know, I think w- what we've often seen, Rob, is that teams that they really, really need it find mm. a Can way find to a way. win. Mm. Spurs are strong. Well, you know, Spurs well, are strong. Well, let's well. test the relationship between Conte, his group of players, and what they both collectively are trying to achieve. I, I just get the sense that. This is a real kind of crossroad few weeks for Chelsea. Mm, mm, you know, mm. there's a lot of talk about whether the manager's going to be there. There's even talk about some of the star players, whether they're going to sign contracts or not, they're going to go World Cups or not. There's just mm. so much uncertainty. I just sense that, a bit like you say, if they really want to pull it out, we're going to see a few performances. We're going to see a few things that are going to make us go, wow, you know, Chelsea, they're, they're at it, mm. they're focused, there's eight games to go, and they've got an FA Cup semi. Mm. I even to the point, I mean, I was thinking about this one before, if they lose to Tottenham... I wouldn't be surprised to see managerial change at Chelsea. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised to see someone else come in there and do the what, FA, Cup, FA stuff. Cup. Yeah, yeah, I know the FA Cup, but uh, if Conte feels it's not for him and and the manager, the owner gets a sense of like, ooh, this ain't happening. Mm. They've done it before, Rob. They've won no. Champions League yeah, off, off it before. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I know, I, I, and, and yeah, I wouldn't be uh, incredibly surprised. But but still, you know, with the, the remaining time. You know, if even if they lose, it's not done, done, done for the top no. four. They've got the no. FA Cup semi-final. I mm. mean, it would be, it would be a, a little harsh unless the relationship is really yeah. bad. I think yeah. you know, with this particular matchup, you know, we may agree that that Chelsea have got a really good performance in them. Yeah. But against a strong Spurs side, uh, this Chelsea team isn't as good as last year. Said this no. many times. Diego Costa, it was a lot better than Morata and Giroud yeah. been so far. Bakayoko mm-hmm. is a lot worse than Nemanja Matic was. So, you know, yeah. we we know the champions. We know they they're capable of big performances. But this team just not as good as last year. Spurs will fancy the chances there to go there and and get three points. They will, and and I think. Chelsea at the best when they were playing well uh, last season under the manager with the system 
they they had an ability to control the opposition to a mm. certain degree. I'm not sure if Chelsea right now, in the form and the mentality that's at the football club, can contain a rampant Spurs. If Spurs become rampant, I worry for Chelsea. The only thing I'd say about that, and I'm going to get a little bit statish on you now, mate. Um, under Richard Pochettino, Tottenham have won 59% of their Premier League games in which Harry Kane has featured. They've won 77 from 131, mm-hmm. compared to just 39%. So that's 59% to yeah. 39% when he's played no part. Mm-hmm. So the Harry Kane factor is a yeah. factor. And Human Son has done great and, 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 and brilliant. One of, the, one of the players of the season in a bigger picture for that, for yeah. that list of, of players. But without Harry Kane, they're not the same. And, and no, Deli Ali needs eight. Has got eight games to perform he, and get he's himself be fresh. in the England he thing. He'll be fresh. Anyway. Christian Christian Eriksen's hitting a bit of form at the right time. Yeah. Eric Lamella's coming in, so I mm. get you on the Harry Kane, and no doubt a team with Harry in there certainly mm. is going to have uh, more chances of winning. But there's yeah. still enough in that in that Spurs go team on, to give, give them us, the game. Let's, so. let's have a prediction, mate. I'm going to go for a, I'm going to go for a narrow Chelsea victory. I see a draw, unfortunately, okay. unfortunately from and Chelsea. If there's a winner, I don't think they get it. And if there's, if there's a, winner, a winner, pick one song. I'm going to go Spurs to win mm. away mm. from home. But your mo- most likely outcome is a draw. Yeah, most likely the outcome yeah. being, being a draw, mate, yeah. But um, always good ones to look forward to. So we've caught up on an international midweek when VAR split Mr. Musto and myself on the penalty decision that hurt England's clean sheets. So you've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you, our listeners. Firstly, we'd love you to rate and review the show by downloading the two lobbies on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you like and where we can improve. But more importantly, tell us what team you support and why. And we'll read out the three sponsors on our next podcast. So... We look forward to the start of Premier League action again this weekend when we'll see if Jose can be jolly and if Conte will be crestfallen. I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening and bye for now.